This is Solve It for Kids. Hello, my amazing and curious friends. My name is Jennifer, the Dean of all things STEM and STEAM, and this is Solve It for Kids. The podcast that gives kids and families a peek inside the real world of scientists, engineers, and experts as they solve problems in their jobs using creativity, cooperation, and critical thinking. And now please welcome to the show my podcast partner, Galactic Space Geek, Jeff Ganya. Hello, Jennifer, and hello, listeners. We have a guest that is going to take a bite out of all of our interests today. That was a great lead-in, Jeff. What problem are we solving today? Why are shark teeth shaped like that? Why are shark teeth shaped like that? Ooh, you know, this is a question I have always wondered. I've been spending a lot of time at aquariums, so I can't wait to find out the answer. Who is our guest today, Jeff? We have just the right guest to give us the answers. Today, we have the wonderful Dr. Lisa Whitenack. She is associate professor at Allegheny College and a shark expert. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lisa. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to everyone. Well, we are excited because I love the ocean. Jeff is the space guy. I tend to be both, but I love the ocean more. And we're talking about sharks. Yay. (laughs) But I'm going to start with my question that we like to ask all of the scientists and engineers. Did you always know that you wanted to grow up and study sharks or did you even like sharks as a kid? So I've always loved sharks, but I didn't know I could do that as a thing. Um, Okay. Yeah. So my mom taught kindergarten and first grade um, before she retired. And my dad worked in basically computer stuff. And so there's no scientists in my family. And (laughs) so I never knew that that was really a career option. I mean, I knew that people did that, but I didn't know how to do that. And so... My thought was, hey, I'm going to be a teacher. And so I waffled around quite a bit about what kind of teacher I wanted to be. All growing up, it was usually something teaching. And when it was time to go to college, I wanted to be a high school chemistry teacher. Oh, yay. Good for you. Okay. (laughs) Just made a fan of Jennifer. Yes. (laughs) I'm a chemistry major myself, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't stay with the chemistry major, Uh, so I didn't, I only made it about a year and a half, but by then I had taken a class called the history of life to basically, uh, I had to take a biology class. It was taught in the geology department, but it worked for that biology requirement. So for, for our friends and listeners at home, biology is the study of anything alive. Right. And so I... As much as I loved sharks growing up and read about them a lot, I also equally maybe more loved dinosaurs. Um, (laughs) Actually, wearing the dinosaur shirt today. So I took that class. I'm like, wow, I can major in dinosaurs. This is great. (laughs) And so I promptly took a geology class, so the study of rocks, because I saw there was a paleontology class that had a couple geology classes that you had to take first. Right. And I was hooked and 
promptly changed my major after that other geology class and made my parents very, very upset. Um, <laughs> again, we don't have scientists in our family. So right. they were like, well, what are you going to do with this? What's your yes. job going to do? Yes. But I was a lot happier and I loved, <laughs> I even took a geochemistry class. So the chemistry of how rocks Ooh, form. Okay. So still got the chemistry in. Yeah. But I ended up getting to do some research my senior year of college and had done some dinosaur work, some dinosaur digs in Wyoming. But the person I was working with who studied starfish fossils went, well, I know you like things with backbones better. Here's some shark teeth that we found with this starfish, this 320 million year old starfish and all these really weird shark teeth. And that was it. That was the moment I was hooked. I decided this is what I want to do. I want to be a shark paleontologist. And off wow. I went to graduate school. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so cool. So at the end of your undergraduate college, you had officially turned into a six-year-old boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, like girls like sharks too. too. Yeah. yeah you I, found a shark tooth and you wanted mm-hmm. to be with sharks the rest of your life. That's well, yeah. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. So I do have one question. Sure. Because you said you did kind of start out with sharks, but then didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And you came back around. Did you grow up near the ocean to be able to see a lot of marine biology? Or were you a land lover? Land lover. I grew up in Chicago. <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah, I grew up in Chicago. Um, uh, and so, you know, I got to go to the wonderful museums that are there and uh, the Shed Aquarium. The Shed Aquarium. Love That's my shed. favorite. I love the Shed. But, we couldn't afford to go all that often right. and right. Not everyone in the family is into this stuff. I'm the only one really. Um, <laughs> so there's compromises, but yeah. we would go up to Wisconsin, up all the way to the Northern part of Wisconsin, where you're almost in Michigan because my dad liked to fish specifically uh, okay. for muskie. And my grandmother had this lake house in Northern Illinois too, that we would go visit. And so I grew up on lakes, but not uh, that's fresh water, right? It's yes. not salty and it doesn't have sharks in it in yes. the US, right? Yes. So, <laughs> so I wasn't around sharks or anything marine as a kid. I think we had a goldfish once. Okay. <laughs> not a shark. Not, not a shark. A shark. <laughs> and, you know, I got to go fishing with my dad a lot and I was an outside kid for sure. I loved being outside, but my first time seeing the ocean in person was visiting an uncle in California in high school. Wow. And okay. I'm like, yep, it's over there. I think we we're at the beach for about five minutes. <laughs> it was cold. And didn't get to do it again until, gosh, I think after undergrad. So after wow. college. Yeah. Wow. Right. So definitely late, kind of on the later side coming to the marine stuff. Yeah. Well, and you study shark teeth. Too specifically. And when we were talking, emailing back and forth, you were saying there's all different kinds. So I guess the question is why are shark teeth shaped like this is what we're talking about. But I don't even know where to start with that because there's so (laughs) many different sharks. So can you just kind of pick a shark and start with some teeth so we can understand what you do? So I think the one that everybody thinks about is great whites. Right. Because of course, of course, that's what you see on television. That's what you see in movies. It's kind of sharky shark people tend to think of. So maybe I think I'm going to turn it around back to you. What do you think their teeth look like? You've seen them before. How would you Uh, describe them? Like diamonds kind of, you know, like pointy things. Pointy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little triangular, right? Triangular. Yeah. It doesn't have the top half of the diamond up where it connects. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. right. Okay. So they're big, broad triangles, right? Yep. Yes. And then what do they have on the edges? 
What do they look like? Like teeth, little Are they ridges. serrated? Um, yeah, yeah, the little ridges, spiky. they're serrated? Or yeah, something? they're serrated. Okay. See, you already know, and you have ah, you're not a shark biologist, right? But I just, as you think about what a shark tooth looks like, and you got it. It's a big, broad triangle. It's got serrations like a steak knife, right? Ooh. Is the way I tend to think of it. They look like tiny teeth, but yeah. Yeah, that's what people typically think of, right? With a shark Okay, tooth. sure. But only a handful of sharks have those. So, so things that we're used to thinking about that we see on TV, great whites, tiger sharks, bull sharks, right? The bull sharks are pretty similar. They're not as tall. The teeth they are still triangular and kind of broad. Tiger sharks, if you take the tip of that tooth and you kind of pull it like taffy and put it off to the side so that your tooth almost looks like a C, that's what a tiger shark has. And, oh. it, and it's all it has those big, big serrations on it. But okay. then you could look at things like a mako, the fastest fish in the ocean. It's a shark. Uh, Their teeth uh. look like snake fangs. No serrations. Really? Yeah. No, They're still big. There's no serrations on them at all. And if you look at them, the side of them, they're shaped like an S. Oh my gosh. Why? Whoa. Why? So There's got to. There's got to be a reason why. <laughs> right. Well, that's my whole area of research is why. <laughs> yeah. Why do we um, have that? Dr. Lisa, if you could just explain yeah. your entire life <laughs> study, because Jen just asked why. Well, that is it, right? So I'm trying to figure out why the teeth are shaped like that. So, right, I've given you these triangles. We've kind wow. of tilted, like curled or tilted the triangle. We've now made it no serrations and S-shaped. It gets weirder. Ooh, so okay. if you look at something like a nurse shark or a cat shark, right? We think okay. when we think sharks, we think big. Nurse sharks, we see them in aquariums a lot. Right, but um, right. like cat sharks are probably about the length of my arm. They're very most sharks are not huge. Right. Okay. Their teeth are really, really small. And some oh. of them have three prongs. And so they Whoa. have a little center prong and then two short prongs. And all, all in one no, tooth. One tooth, but it's itty bitty. Right. So it's something huh. that is maybe the size of my pinky nail, usually a little bit smaller, wow. depending on the size of the shark. We can see something like horn sharks. Horn sharks, we see those in the Pacific Ocean in California for our US listeners. And they have teeth that are called molariform teeth. Sounds like molar, right? Right. You yes. have molars. Right. Your molars are in the back of your mouth and they're really flat. Yes. Right. That's what horn sharks have. They eat sea urchins all day long. Okay. Oh, I get it. Now that Uh, one makes sense because they're going to be bigger teeth. So they have better crunching power and flat so that they don't break. Right. Right. Okay. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. You have things, my favorite shark and listeners, you're going to have to look this one up. The frilled shark. Oh, I've never heard of them. It's a deep water shark. So we don't see them very often. It's my favorite shark. It looks like a Muppet. I love it so much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's gill slits. So the part that they breathe from kind of behind their heads looks like it's all ruffly or frilled. So that's why they're okay. named that. Oh. But their teeth are amazing. They are, if you think about a trident, like King Triton holds in the little mermaid, yes. right? Yes, that kind yes. of shape. And then when you turn it, it looks like all those prongs are S-shaped like that Mako. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Nobody oh knows how, like what, why, why, why? Yeah, that's what I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> right. And because they're deep water sharks, we don't know what they eat necessarily very um, well. So it's hard to make that link. Like with the horn sharks, it's very easy. 
not so much yes. with some of these weird shapes. And we could do this all day, right? There are all these crazy shapes that are not that great white shark tooth. Wow. Okay. Everyone's familiar with. Or we can even talk about whale sharks, the biggest fish in the sea. Whale sharks, yeah, are amazing. I just, I yeah. was at Georgia Aquarium, so I oh, yeah. saw three of them, two yeah. or three of them there. Mm-hmm. And I could sit there all day and watch them. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those sharks too. They're pretty amazing. And, oh my uh, gosh. Totally awe-inspiring. But when you look in their mouths, they still have teeth. They don't use them because yes. they're filter feeders. They're microscopic, right? Yep. And yep. so, wow. they're, yeah. So even though we have the shark that doesn't even use its teeth, they still have they them. still have microscopic really teeth. Yeah. Okay. So with all of these different types of teeth, especially a lot that we're, I'm guessing a lot of us are learning about right now for <laughs> right. the first time. Why is it that all of us can describe that same one shape as, quote unquote, a shark tooth? Uh Uh Because that's the shark you see on TV. Yeah. Well, ah, the one that I was, got us again. I was yeah. thinking like our Pixar, right? Finding yeah. Nemo. Isn't that Bruce? You know, Bruce, Bruce is the white shark. Fish are friends, not food. Not, right? Exactly. And <laughs> I will say I am when the, there's a Mako as one of the sharks too. I forget his name, but the teeth look different than the one in the white shark. And so, oh. and this is, I know the person who helped with that movie, the scientist who helped with that movie right. had a lot of input into how the animals are portrayed. And oh, wow. he also okay. studies sharks as well. So I know, Very I cool. suspect Adam had, uh, Summers had something to do with that. <laughs> you must love that. You must love that fact. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. That is cool. And I think you just gave our listeners new homework. We all yeah. need to go rewatch Finding Nemo. Yeah, which is a great movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. One I of my favorites. <laughs> so talk a little bit about the whale sharks because we mentioned they're filter feeders, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure that everybody understands what mm-hmm. that means. And also I have been lucky enough to see them feed the whale sharks, yeah. which is the coolest thing it is. ever. <laughs> yeah, so there's three filter feeding sharks and I'll explain filter feeding in just a second, right? We have whale sharks, we have the mega mouth shark, which oh, from the okay. name is exactly what it sounds like. It has a huge, <laughs> huge mouth. Wow. And then the basking shark. So we have these three sharks and they are different from all these other sharks because of this filter feeding, what they do is they swim around with their mouths open and what gets into their mouth is what they eat. And so a lot of times this is small things like krill, krill, tiny, tiny little shrimp. And so they basically keep the food that they can digest and then they get rid of all that excess water that they, instead of swallowing it, it'll go out through their gill slits. Yeah. Well, so and, and and their throats are like, what, the size of a quart? They're very small, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I've never measured it myself and I'm not sure. But yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, like, I haven't had a chance to do that kind of examination on a whale shark. shark. But yeah, I mean, the throats, they're not huge. Yeah. No. And there's some really cool science out there that looks at exactly how that happens. Manta mm-hmm. rays. So rays are just right. flat, flattened sharks, right? Manta rays also are filter feeders and they do the same thing. And so yeah. I have a friend who's a professor in California who studies how all those animals feed and the physics behind it. It's very Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> okay. So I want to link this back to yeah. where we started with mm-hmm. what you're studying and how you get into. You study shark teeth. I do. Why do you study shark teeth specifically? Is it mm-hmm. because it's the part of the shark that can 
tell us the most about the shark or? That's such a great question. So it goes back to that shark tooth that I found or studied during undergrad, which I'm still obsessed with one particular tooth from that. (laughs) I'll figure it out someday. But the reason that the scientists that I was working with in college said, here's a box of shark teeth is because sharks don't fossilize very well, except for their teeth. Oh, yes. Right? Ah, so when you, okay. sharks have been around for 400 million years, which yes. means this is, y'all like this one. They are older than trees. Yep. They are older than insects and they're older than the rings of Saturn. That I didn't know. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so... We have this huge, long history. And when you look at the fossil record of sharks, it's almost all teeth, about 95% of it. Because that's the only thing that stays because of their bones or, well, they don't have bones, their cartilage, right? Right. Yeah. So their skeletons made out of cartilage. So for everyone listening at home, put your hand or your fingers on the bridge of your nose, right? Like, right. I wear glasses. So it's right where my glasses sit. (laughs) If you tap that, that's the same kind of cartilage that shark skeletons are made out of Mm -hmm. they have a little bit of extra minerals so hard stuff on top of it to make it a little bit more durable but that stuff on the bridge of your nose does not fossilize very well at all right and right right? and you also have cartilage if you touch your ears right that's a different kind of cartilage it's not as hard it's more flexible but the sharks it's the stuff on your nose so that stuff doesn't fossilize very well but the teeth for sharks are very similar to ours it's made out of a lot of the same kind of stuff and so, right, our teeth okay. are really, really hard. So yeah. are shark's teeth. And so that means that they fossilize better because they can withstand all that pressure from the rocks on top of it and all of these other earth processes, right? Stuff that wears away yes. rocks, like erosion. Right. Hard stuff does much, much better with that than soft, okay. softer yeah. stuff like your cartilage. So on top of that, sharks make thousands of teeth in their lifetime. They're yes. not like oh. us. Yep. Right. Yes. Where so my kids used to call me a shark dentist when they were little. No, sharks don't need dentists. They replace their teeth constantly. You know, so if you think, you know, if the listeners think about right, losing their teeth and that, you know, you lose one tooth one time and then hopefully never again because it doesn't yes. grow back. No, it doesn't. Right? That's all you have. Yep, that's why we have dentists to help yes. keep those in our mouths. Sharks don't need a dentist because if they break a tooth or something like that. They'll replace it with a new one in a couple of days, in a couple of weeks, in a couple of months, depending wow. on what kind of shark it is. Okay. So if you have every shark that ever lived, making a thousand teeth times 400 million years, wow. that's your shark fossil record. There's a lot of yeah. teeth. You know, I, I mean, like I sort of knew that, but now that you put it all together, mm-hmm. I find it's cool. And also I have to say my daughter-in-law's a dentist. So when I told mm-hmm. her we were talking to you, now I'm going to call you the shark dentist to her. <laughs> And she's going to think that's cool. But okay, so when people start being able to recognize the different sharks based on their teeth, because what I'm thinking is you find all these teeth and then you're like, great, now I have to decide what kind of shark this is based only on its teeth. So people have been figuring out what shark goes with what tooth for a long time. As long as we've had sharks, 
People okay. have kind of seen those okay. differences. And humans have a natural tendency to want to put things into categories, into sort yes. things. Yes. Right? And yes. so even when paleontology kind of became a science, that was one of the first things is this thing looks different than that thing. Right. So I'm going to give them different names. Okay. And that's a whole um, area of science called taxonomy. Okay. Right? For biology, it's how we name things and how we put them in different categories and how are those categories related to each other. And paleontology right. has been part of that as long as it's existed. Wow. As a science. So a lot of how we do that is if we have something that's living now that looks similar to something in the fossil record, we'll we're assuming that they're probably pretty closely related and we can okay. kind of work that into their okay. naming. But then the further back in time you go, the less likely that is. And so you end up saying, well, okay, I'm going to call this a species. These all look the same. And I'm going to call this one over here a different species because ah. it looks a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So while you're doing your work, studying shark teeth to learn about sharks, do you have targets on like this year we want to learn this thing or is it based on certain types of sharks or certain types of teeth that were found somewhere around the world that got sent to you? How do you decide what it is that you're studying? So there's two different things that go into which way I'm going with my research. <laughs> the number one right way is what my students are interested in. Um, oh, okay. So, That's nice. Yeah. And so it the, is. the college, here. the college I work at Allegheny college, it's in Northwest Pennsylvania. So get no sharks here. <laughs> <laughs> Not. There's Erie, Pennsylvania as a side note, they actually sell shirts at the local grocery store that says Lake Erie shark free since forever or something like that. <laughs> it's so we can only study basically teeth that I either have in the lab because people have donated them, or we could go to museums and look at museum collections and see ah, what they have. So we do both right. of those things. But the specific questions of what we want to learn about, my students drive a lot of that. Wow. Because they That's have to do research cool. to graduate. And so, right, it's there. So I have two students, right? No, three students. I take that back. Studying sharks in the lab right now. Not live. Once again, we're working with teeth. <laughs> okay. I've got one who is looking at gulper sharks, which are deep water sharks that you can find off of Florida. Wow. And trying okay. to see if their teeth change shape as they grow because they're eating different things. Okay. I was going to ask mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So she's just measuring the shape. We're starting with that. And then we'll go look and see what other scientists have done to bring in the diet information. And then I have two students who are trying to figure out how sharks' teeth work. And so, ah. yeah, so one is looking at sandbar sharks. And so those are also, a lot of my sharks come from Florida because that's, I did my PhD in that state and there's lots of sharks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I live in Florida. There's a lot of sharks. Yes. Yeah. yes. And so the sandbar teeth, she is looking at how much force or so how hard do the does it take to push on that tooth to get ah. it into fish, squid, and shrimp, which are all included in those it's diets. diets. Oh, that makes sense. Yep, because yeah. we don't actually know. Nobody has tested shrimp or squid with these shark's teeth. When I was doing this work for my PhD or my doctorate, I did lots of fish and I did crabs, but I didn't uh, do all these. So there was so, okay. there was so much time. So she's right, right, right. adding on to that. And then my other student is interested in why sharks replace their teeth. 
and why right. they, why do they yes. do it so frequently? And so he's thinking that it ha- you know, and it's something that I kind of proposed that he wanted to test is that if they wear down, it becomes less efficient. So you should get rid of it and have a new sharper tooth and so okay. he, poor ryan he's been taking shark teeth and puncturing them into fish 400 times each and measuring how oh slowly my. they wow. were down and how that force changes he's been working on it for three years and wow. so he's, wow. now he's about to graduate he's finished the study there's such cool stuff but yeah so yeah that's most of I'm mostly student driven and what they want to do. But see, I love that because that's one of the things we talk about on the show is the curiosity and curiosity drives so much of science, right? It's just, you come up with a question and then you have to figure out whether or not you can answer the question right? or whether it's worth your time and effort to answer the question. (laughs) You know, do you guys ever like talk to or work with aquariums or scientists in the field who who go out and like see sharks in the wild and kind of get data from them too to help you make your decisions your theories Mm -hmm. yeah so that's one of the things I love about science and especially the type of science I do is I never work by myself yes I'm always working with other people right and I know right my students complain oh more group work it's a huge life skill. It is. It is. Yes. I've never ever published a paper. So that, you know, that's for the listeners publishing a paper. I have to write about the research and yes. get it published somewhere so other scientists can read it. Right. So those papers, right. these very very long essays, basically, I've never written one by myself. I've always had okay. collaborators through my whole yes. career and it makes yes. my science better. Yes, right, exactly. And so that includes, you know, I've done work with sharks out in the wild. I've done work with sharks in aquariums. We got to measure when I was in graduate school how much suction they can produce because they're wow. suction feeders where they basically oh. like like sucking through a straw that suction, right? Yep. Right. They do that naturally. Wow. So, so, right, not all sharks feed like great whites. We talked about filter feeders. No. This is another one, suction feeding. Sure. A lot of sharks do this. And we got to measure that they do a negative atmosphere. They make a full vacuum with their mouths to suck in things like lobsters and other fish and shrimp like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's not easy to suck up a lobster. No, no, but they're very good at it. (laughs) Well, it's because it's lobster. It's a delicacy. That's right. It tastes good. (laughs) So I, like Jen, also love the fact that a lot of your research is Mm -hmm. student-driven. More on the personal side, Dr. Lisa, is there a question about sharks that you would like to find the answer to or know the answer to? something that we don't know yet that you want to know so i have a ton but yeah uh, the one i will never run out of research questions yes i I keep a little i always have notebooks everywhere yes inevitably what happens is i'm falling asleep at night and i'm like oh i wonder (laughs) if this and i write it down doesn't mean it actually becomes research but it happens all the time it's kind of ridiculous but the one research question that drives what I want to do and what, why I want to know why sharks' teeth are shaped the way they are is because of one of the teeth from my undergrad years from college. Okay. Yeah. So these 320 million year old shark teeth look wow. nothing like your great whites or anything we have. 
right now. Wow. So I keep a 3D print of this tooth on my desk, right under my computer screen, because I like to look at it sometimes. I'm going to hold it up to the camera for the, just for our hosts here, but I'll describe it too. And then I'll send a picture for the website. Yeah. Excellent. So what this tooth looks like is it looks like a round cone as the main part of the tooth. Right. Right. So that looks kind of make-a-wish, but the Mako has cutting edges on it. These don't. So it's just a cone. Then if we kind of come out from the cone, there are all these little tiny cusps. Wow. Uh, There we go. Yeah. (laughs) And they're all different sizes. So the whole tooth shape looks like an upside down T where the base, where the kind of top of the T is the base that's lined with all these little cusplets. And then the stem of the T is our cone. Okay. But then the other crazy thing about this tooth is the base is super flat and kind of a parallelogram shape. And we don't see that in modern teeth either. So these teeth, this particular tooth, this is from Clodotus, this particular genus. And the whole tooth is about the height of, if I look at my index finger from the tip to that first knuckle, right? So it's not very big, but a mouthful of these, right? Why? why? What are those little (laughs) cusplets for? Why is this cone shaped? When we sure. don't see that in sharks now. Wouldn't I, you think that might break off? I mean, that's what yes, I... Yes, right. And I tested that. It doesn't. So... Oh! Yeah. So this is why I went from... So my... For the listeners, I went to school for geology, right? As a paleontologist, that right. makes sense, right? You've turned the animals into rocks. That's what a fossil <laughs> is. Yes. And I did my master's in geology too. But for my PhD, I switched to biology because I wanted to look at the modern sharks to see if I could if I could figure out why their teeth were shaped the way they were, then I can throw it back into the fossil record and figure out clodotus. So I tested, I made some clodotus teeth out of aluminum and shoved them into the fish and measured the force, just like I did the modern teeth. And then I did some cool computer modeling to figure out if these would break. They do not. (laughs) So. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah. And so I have a lot of like, nope, it's not that. (laughs) <laughs> I joke around with my colleagues and my students all the time that my career is a lot of nope, negative <laughs> results, negative results. It's not that, it's not that. I keep crossing things off the list. Um, I, I feel like you're the shark version of Edison on creating yeah, a light bulb. Yeah. Nope, there you go. There you Try go. something else. Try yeah. something else. Exactly. And I haven't figured it out yet. So I want to know why. That's a cool question to answer. That yeah. is. Well, mm-hmm. and we will definitely put this picture on the website because mm-hmm. listeners, you guys, you have to see this because mm-hmm. it almost to me looks like it's a plastic mold or something, you oh, know, yeah. because it's mm-hmm. so weird shaped. Yeah. But now you're saying it's really hard and it doesn't break. So now yeah, I'm very this, intrigued. Yeah. So we basically, we took the original tooth, the fossil, right? That mm-hmm. this. 3D print is based on, and we took it to a medical center and had them CAT scan it. Then I was able to take those CAT scans to build the model on the computer, Uh, and then I could send that to the 3D printer. So even though I don't have the tooth itself anymore because it belongs to a museum, all everything that all the fossils I worked with during college. When, I, when you publish on it, those are specific fossils. They have to be yeah. in museum collections so yes. other scientists could look at them. So I don't right. have them anymore, but I have the print. I know, but I'm just saying still, <laughs> yeah. even the shape it's weird. just mm-hmm. doesn't look like it's natural, kind of, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's... 
Very yeah. cool. Looks like Very a spaceship cool. a little bit, maybe. I don't know. It does. <laughs> so Jeff probably thought rocket, right? Because yep. he's a space geek. So he looks at the tooth and he's like, look, it's a rocket. Yep. <laughs> but I will definitely send pictures along because it's it's wild. Yeah, it's nothing has teeth like that. There's a bunch of other shapes in back, you know, 400, 300, 250 million years ago that we don't have now. But this is the one. Wow. It's been bothering me. Well, if you ever figure it out, come back on the show because our listeners, we will want to know. We will want to know. Well, we are at that time in the show where we ask our guests to give us a challenge. And I'm very curious to hear what your challenge is for our listeners, Dr. Yeah. Lisa. So I have two challenges. You can cool. pick your challenge. And they're both thinking about why shark's teeth are shaped the way they are. So. Okay. For the first one, I know some of our listeners probably have a favorite shark because a lot of people who are into marine biology do. My my kiddos are in eighth grade and fourth grade now. And granted, they're the kids of a shark scientist, so they have a favorite (laughs) shark. But a lot of kids do. When I talk to kids, I do it a lot. And they always have a favorite shark. So the first challenge is to do some research on your favorite shark. So do some reading about it, go online with one of the adults in your life and see what their teeth look like. And then see if you can make a hypothesis or a guess about what they're eating based on that tooth shape and then see if it's true. Right. So that requires just a computer or a phone or something like, or a book or something like that. Right. right? The second one you definitely need an adult for. So. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So this one, we can, instead of looking at one shark, we're going to look at lots of sharks. So you can do some research and see what their teeth look like. We described some at the beginning of this episode, but you can do some more research and figure that out. And then this is where you need an adult. See what you can find around your house that tools that look like that. Look in your kitchen, look in your garage. Again, parents. (laughs) <laughs> adult, whoever your adult is make sure you have an adult right because we don't want anyone to get hurt right but then you can test it right and test what you right. think you know different prey items probably so, not with the lobster no I don't think <laughs> that, was expensive. that would be a little expensive like play-doh or something right. like you that could do play-doh you could do Play. an apple right oh, an apple. Even though an we apple. don't we only have one shark that eats any kind of plant matter it's the bonnethead shark and they eat mm. seagrass as part of their diets but an apple it's kind of hard right and yes. so it could be yes. a good stand-in for a sure. lobster for example <laughs> <laughs> Or if you have a walnut or something like, right? Oh. Nuts are really good. So Yeah, because that's like the it. crustaceans the, yeah. that's breaking through the hard shell. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that experiment. Jeff, are you going to do that with your daughter? Oh, totally. And yeah. I'm yeah. going to explain that we are basically going to be mini Dr. Lisa's students <laughs> uh, doing these experiments. We may not do 400 on each food. Do not. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I hope we don't feel like quitters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but this is something I even do with my sophomores. So my second year college students is they test how shark teeth work in one of our classes and they have to come. So I get a lot of stuff from the grocery store for them. So if they have right. fish or shrimp or squid, something I can get at the grocery store, we'll do that. We had one student who was curious, right? Because you see a lot of television on Shark Week about right. oh, sharks are dangerous. They bite people etc right so they got chicken and wanted it as a stand-in for people which right yeah and (laughs) had me buy some neoprene from the fabric store to put that on top of the chicken breast just to see if the neoprene would actually help 
protect against cuts or anything like that. Yeah. It does not, <laughs> which I could have <laughs> told them. Good to know. I knew ahead of time, but right. They're yes. learning and they're figuring out how to do these yes. experiments. And that's way more important. So it is. It you is can, terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Grocery store is a great place to get stand-ins for prey items. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Well, before Jennifer closes us out, I do mm-hmm. want to ask one really quick question. Sure. If there is one fact that you could share with our listeners about sharks, what do you want them to know about sharks? They are not out to get you. <laughs> ah, That's good. Right? That's the ocean good. is their home and they are not hunting people, I promise you. Yes. They're <laughs> they're amazing, amazing creatures. Amazing. And we taste terrible. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. This exactly. Has been fascinating. I've learned so much. And I have several notes on homework that I need to get. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for being on Solve It For Kids, Dr. Lisa. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. I'm telling you, we could have a shark expert on this show every other week. And Space Geek Jeff would be just fine. That was fascinating. And two different challenges. Her first one, research your favorite shark to see their teeth and then hypothesize what they ate? Oh yeah, we're definitely doing this one. Absolutely, you could be a shark dentist, right? Like she calls her, like Dr. Lisa calls herself. And the second one I think is also cool. Research a bunch of sharks, find out what their teeth look like, and then go around your house and see if you have any tools that might be shaped like the shark tooth. Now, you know, be careful, of course. So, you know, safety first with all of these things. But how cool is that? Jen, I think my favorite challenges are these ones that take the things that we love, like sharks, but aren't anywhere near our homes. And even if you live near an aquarium, how often are you actually going? But that challenge brings those sharks and the whole idea of what we're learning right into our homes. This is going to be fascinating. I'm looking through my tool drawer. It is absolutely about that. So science is all around you, and so is engineering. So all you have to do is take a look. So if you do find any tools, or you just want to share with us your favorite shark that you learned about and what their teeth look like, you can tag us on our social media. We are at KidSolve at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to check out our website, SolveForKids.com, where we have a page for every episode including this one also with books at the bottom that you can go check out from your library and learn more about shark teeth who wouldn't want to do that so after this episode everybody should now have a favorite shark and favorite (laughs) shark teeth absolutely until next time you'll hear jen and jeff on solve Solve it for for kids. kids